Welcome to The Ziggler Show. This is episode number 450, and today we are talking with entrepreneur on fire superstar John Lee Dumas, back for the third time with us. He has a new product, The Mastery Journal, and the point of it, it's to help us increase three necessary areas for our success. I'll list them right after Zig speaks. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Today's episode of The Ziggler Show is brought to you in part by Constant Contact. If you own a small business, you know success is all about relationships. That's why Constant Contact's email marketing makes it easy to connect with new customers and stay in touch with the ones you already have. See how you can be a marketer with a free trial at constantcontact.com slash podcast. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, your host and the producer of The Ziggler Show. If you're not aware of John Lee Dumas, his podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire, has been revolutionary in the podcast world, is always at the top of the business charts in podcasting. He interviews an entrepreneur every single day. In our last show with him, he had a new product called the Freedom Journal. And the focus was a Ziggler favorite, setting and achieving your goals. Now he's come out with a product really as a result of requests from his audience. Uh, the question being around, hey, to achieve my goals, I need to be more productive, more disciplined, and have more focus. These are strengths of John. So he didn't just write a book. He crafted another journal to help us all work through achieving success in these three areas, productivity, discipline, and focus. So in this show, Tom Ziegler and I dig into these three issues with John. Uh, but first, I wanted to back up a bit and ask John about his experience in achieving his own business and life success alongside his experience in talking with so many other successful people 
and discuss his views on inspiration and motivation, the heart of Ziggler, uh, the fuel for everything that we do. And what we got was a bit of an address on the state of personal development, in essence, today and what we're missing that we so desperately need. Really insightful stuff from John and from Tom Ziegler as well. Uh, so what follows here is a very insightful discussion between the three of us. And as you'll hear, we also have a lot of fun and a lot of laughter, but uh, pretty profound information on these key areas that we all must have for our success. And we just have to understand them better to begin with. So before I queue up the the interview here, our downloads for The Ziggler Show increased by nearly a third in the past 60 days, a huge upswell. So thank you. First off, what this means, though, is you are finding so much value in the show that you're recommending it to others. And just thank you. If you do hear something and that resonates or inspires or equips you today, think of someone else who you think would appreciate the info and please pass it along. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, of course, or send them to ZieglerShow.com. All right, then. Here is Tom Ziegler and myself talking with John Lee Dumas. Okay, John, third time here with us on The Ziegler Show, which makes you our most interviewed guest. Thanks for coming back. Third time's a charm, guys. I'm still on fire. I'm still prepared to ignite. Thank you for having me. All right. We're glad you're here, John. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, I'm going to dive in. You sit here today before us as an incredibly successful businessman. A lot of people follow you, of course, on Entrepreneur on Fire, where you post your monthly revenue and breakdown. And I got to tell you, I, I go there. I've gone there once in a while, especially as I'm looking at increasing what we're doing on the podcast side, just to see what you're doing, what you're making, and yada, yada. So I love the transparency of that. So obviously, you are a stellar uh, story there. But my focus today is that you are also, you stand out because in my perspective, my experience in today's world of motivational and inspirational personality, you're top of the list. And in some degrees, I feel like that there aren't as many as there used to be back in the Zig Ziglar era. And so to see you coming up and leading the charge is really interesting where I wanted to focus, uh, focus today. I mean, again, there's so much content coming out in the business and personal development sector, but for people who are really trying to light a fire in people's belly, like you are, uh, you know, we all know Zig Ziglar. He was much more interested in leading people on how to be than simply what to do because he knew you can't do before you be. So with that said, you began EO fire entrepreneur fire, uh, years ago with the, the initiative of interviewing entrepreneurs and bringing them to us and their stories, which you do today and, and the huge value that goes with that. But was there a tangible evolution in the show where you saw the need to give more focus to inspiration and motivation, or did that just happen organically? You know, one thing I will say is that EO Fire has really evolved in an organic manner. And what I mean by that is I started with a clean slate. I wasn't exactly sure what my show was going to evolve into. And I think that should be pretty comforting to a lot of people that are, that are listening to this right now that maybe don't think they have it all figured out because – you probably don't, just like I to this day still don't. And I love that MLK quote, you know, that you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Like, I certainly did not see the full staircase of where EO Fire was going to go, where it was going to evolve into. But I knew at the core of what I wanted to do, which was deliver free, valuable, and consistent content 
on a daily basis. That was what I wanted to do with EO Fire. And I knew that if I did that, if I helped enough other people give value in that manner, then I knew that there'd be a, a tipping point where my audience that I was going to grow by doing by giving that free valuable consistent content was going to come back to me with their problems, obstacles, challenges, and then I, the person that they know, like, and trust, who's been giving this value to them for you know who knows how long at that point, could provide the solution, and that solution could be in the form of a product, a service, a community, an ebook, a physical product, you name it. I just knew that that's how I wanted it to evolve, and. In that sense, I've allowed my audience, Fire Nation, to guide me. The suite of products that we have, the communities that we've created, has been a solution to my audience's problems. And I think that can be a great relief for a lot of listeners right now is just be a person of value in an area that you love and that you can give quality value in. And then let your audience evolve and let them guide you along the way. Was there a tangible time where you realized, where you had that kind of the epiphany of, oh my gosh, we're giving great information from these folks' stories, you're providing good information, but that that, asp- I mean, your common line is let's ignite. I mean, that is <laughs> a motivational, inspirational torch right there uh, where you realized, oh my gosh, that has got to be, that, that has got to be a primary ingredient in everything that we do. Absolutely. I mean, I knew that when I launched EO Fire that I wanted it to be a brand because I saw other brands that I knew that I liked that I trusted. And it seemed that they all stood for something and they were just assimilated with something. And when I came across the name Entrepreneur on Fire, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted my brand to be, I said, you know what? Entrepreneur on Fire, I want everything about my brand to be just that, to ignite, to motivate, to inspire, to spark. I want that to be what people think of when they think of Entrepreneur on Fire. So that was the idea that I had when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire as a brand. But again, I was willing to to listen to my audience as I was going forward so they can continue to guide me in the development of that brand. And so what we see today, over 1,600 episodes later, is me listening to my audience, Fire Nation, and allowing them to guide me along the way. Okay, so on this aspect, I mean, we talk about inspiration, motivation, and, 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 a, and a personal development side where, of course, you know, you're talking so much on the business development, and you have a great balance of that in Entrepreneur on Fire. But do you feel like as a culture that we've moved more into a first gut reaction to seek the how to, I want the five steps. I want the, you know, the fran- how do you do the franchise? I want to know how to do it. And we are suffering somewhat from a lack of going to that route, going to that core where Zig always focused of, wait, we got to first know how to be. Yeah. I think there is a pretty big problem right now with everybody that is getting into this with the wrong mentality. And I don't mean that everybody's getting into this with the wrong mentality, but those that are getting into, into this with the wrong mentality are those that are just saying, listen, I'm seeing somebody who's doing it this way. I'm just going to copy everything that they're doing and hope for the same results. Now, I want to be very clear, and I'm a big believer in this, that we are all standing upon the shoulders of giants. You know, In a lot of ways, I'm standing on Zig Ziglar's shoulders because I've learned from him and I've applied so much of what I've learned from Zig and from Tom and from you. Like That's just a reality, but I've forged my own path. Like I've been unique with what I've done. You know, I came out with the first daily show. I have a very distinct, unique format. So I think a lot of people should look at that and say, listen, you don't want to just 
find the five steps that John followed to become a multimillionaire, what you want to do is study what John's done, study what Kevin and Tom and Zig have done in the past, and then absorb that, learn from that, absorb it as knowledge, and then say, how can I create my unique space in this world that I can both be excited about and add value in and drive forward in that direction. Because again, although we're learning from others and we need to be consuming the right content, I mean, I am always consuming content on every single, on on a daily basis because I want to continue to learn, but I'm taking that knowledge and I'm applying it to what works for me, to my business, to the values that I'm driving towards. So it's in my unique, special way. So I think we can't just look for like that turnkey solution that we can't just say, okay, this is the five, 10, 15 steps that someone else has taken to be a success. We can learn from that. And then we need to take it, absorb it and apply it in our own direction and make it our own. You know, I, I love that because you, you basically kind of wrap two things together, which are so essential. The first one is find the, the problem that you solve and two, do it in a unique way. And when you do those two things, you're one of a kind. You're gonna bring, you're gonna bring your own passion, your own uh, expertise, what you do different or better than anybody else. People always say, you know, there's a lot of motivational speakers out there. Uh, what do you think? And I'm like, you know, there's only one Zig Ziglar, and it's <laughs> you know, it's the unique way of doing it. And and I can't copy Dad. I've got to do my own way, and you've got to do your own way. And that's where we see the challenge is people. Uh, the biggest challenge I see is not necessarily copying other people is they get too afraid to start. Right. They just, they don't ever launch out. They don't think, wait a second, I'm not going to be gifted in the uniqueness, man. You're already unique. Yeah. You just got to start. Yeah. I need to do a blog or a show sometimes saying I failed copying uh, by copying, trying to Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, the guy came out with his videos, wine library, and I'm seeing like 300 comments, 500 comments. I've never seen this much engagement. I got to do that. So I took my podcast and I set up a video studio, did all this stuff, you know, only to realize later I'm just a talking head. I'm not as animated as that guy is. I don't have wine to show you or a jet spittoon and it just doesn't fly. Uh, so yes, uh, model people, but, uh, find your own flavor, you know, on that, uh, John, uh, just a quick deviation into podcasters paradise. Is that a piece that you focus on with folks is finding their own flavor or, or, or in essence, the brand, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one thing. I mean, you know, we've talked about this both offline and on past shows before. I mean, back in the day, there were like the greats, the Zig Ziglar's, the Jim Rohn's, the Dale Carnegie's. Like there were just a couple of people who were bigger than life and they were able to be very broad with their message and and really impact everybody in a meaningful way. In today's day and age, we have to shift. Like within Podcasters Paradise, that's one of the biggest lessons that I try to get people right away is like, listen, you're not going to win if you launch a podcast tomorrow that interviews entrepreneurs every single day of the week, asking them their worst moment and their biggest aha moments. And you're just basically going down the same train tracks that I went down four and a half, almost now five years ago. Now, I'm not saying you're going to lose. I'm just saying that's not a direct path to winning today. It's a different world that we live. We need to realize that it's a massive world. The world is is flat. You know, I can snap my fingers, hit Facebook Live, and somebody in India right now can be watching me on a one-on-one basis. And that's amazing. So guess what? We don't need to be broad with our message. We don't need to be vague. We can be so niche, so specific. We can just say, you know what? I am just gonna try to impact a handful of people. And there's that great 
um, article by Kevin Kelly, 1,000 True Fans. It's never been more true than today because, man, you can find 1,000 true fans in anything right now because you literally have the 9, 12 billion people in the world that can possibly be one of those 1,000 fans on a snap of a finger. So in Podcasters Paradise and just in entrepreneurship in general, I say, listen, my friends, find your niche get way down there, niche till it hurts. If you're scared that there's not going to be enough people to listen to your podcast because you're so niche, that's when you know you should start because guess what? You might just have a handful of listeners, but they will be the right listeners. They will get you that passionate, motivated, raving, dedicated followership that you need. And then once you start to figure things out, because you're going to be clueless like everybody else when you start, then you can start to broaden things out if you want to. Or maybe you will find that this thousand people is all that I ever need to live the life that I want to lead and make five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars per month or whatever that number is for you and lead a life of your own choosing. So niche down till it hurts. That's what I say in Podcasters Paradise for podcasters, for entrepreneurship as well. It is critical. I've seen it's funny, John. I've seen I've run a couple of times across people and I know it's happened with more, but some of our peers, some of the other folks out there with with big podcasts who will speak to your audience and go, folks, for the love of God, listen to what John has to say. Don't exactly copy his show. Uh, bit for bit, because I've seen that happen. I know you've seen it a lot, but uh, I've folk- been interviewed on my show. Basically. That's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's, hey, I know what question's coming up next. Yes. Uh, that's great. Oh, folks, listen, if you're not aware of it, podcastersparadise.com is where you can go and see how John is teaching others to succeed on podcasting. So check that out. Well, hey, back to this, you know, on, on inspiration. If you look at the personalities of the past with, with of course, Zig leading the charge there, uh, a majority of the content and messages, and sometimes I address this on the shows where we have a Zig clip. I'll say, okay, granted, that was 20 years ago. Some of the things that he says have changed a little bit, but even going further than that with just the times changing with the core principles of inspiration, of motivation, and in many ways, just personal development overall, the core principles holding true. How do you feel the message needs to be altered from your end of the microphone to better fit today's culture that's listening now? Before John answers that question, here's a sponsor of today's episode that many of you probably already use and many more of you should try out, Blue Apron. I love cooking food, and in my family, we have a full-on home-cooked sit-down meal together every night of the week. If it's a small family group, it's eight of us. Uh, If it's a bigger one, it's 12 to 14, literally. So cooking together and sitting around the table to talk builds our strong family bonds. So to all the food lovers and family lovers in the Ziegler Show audience, and, and when I say food, I mean people who like truly great tasting, wholesome food. Welcome to Blue Apron, because that's exactly what they provide to get a personal endorsement from me, they sent us a bunch of food, lots of boxes, and I got to cook great meals, uh, which I love to do. They made it, though, so quick and easy by sending fresh, high-quality ingredients to prepare these incredible recipes. You get pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals, step-by-step directions, and even pictures. So for less than 10 bucks a meal, Blue Apron sets the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. So whether it's uh, Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaska salmon, heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron's bringing you the best. Some of the meals available in January, which we're in right now, spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage and fur cake, pork chops and garlic piccata with scallion rice and spinach, mushroom 
and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream. Sounds really good. Some of it's hard to pronounce. Probably stuff you wouldn't make otherwise. That's why you need to check them out. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Ziggler. That's blueapron.com slash Ziggler. So I really want to just emphasize something that Tom just shared on the last segment that he was sharing was people are scared of failing. They're scared of losing. And I hear this over and over and over again. I get emails every single day from my audience, from listeners, from people that just find me and they say, John, like, I want to do this, but I'm scared that it might not work. I'm scared to fail. Like, what if I look silly? Like, what if I look bad? What if it doesn't work? And this inspired me guys. And this is a little bit of a sneak peek because this is a ways off from uh, actually being a real publicated book. Um, but this is something that I have in my 2017 plans down the road. I just got this message so often from people that are just scared to lose. One day, this aha moment did hit me across the head. And I said, you know, I, I've never been inspired to write a book before, but now I know that I need to write an actual traditional book. I know the title, just like Entrepreneur on Fire came to me, this book title came to me. And that book title is How to Finally Win. That's the book title because what people come to me every single day, and I know you guys hear this too, and they just say, I'm scared to lose. I don't want to lose. I don't want this. And, I'm, and my whole point behind this book and what I want to answer your question by saying, Kevin, is it's not about not losing. It's not about being scared. It's not about failing. It's about how to finally win. Like I lose every single day. I lost so many times leading up to my launch of EO Fire. I've launched so many times since I've launched EO Fire to today. I lose and lose and lose. But guess what? All that matters is that every now and then I win and I win big. And all that people care about and all that people know and all the people, all the revenue that your business is going to make is from your wins. So it's about how to finally win. And that's the message that I want people to realize is you have to realize that it's about getting up to the plate, swinging that bat and just getting back up there after you strike out. And, you know, to kind of even emphasize that last segment that we talked about, because this is key, you have to niche into your segment to take those swings because you will keep striking out if you're just going for this broad, vague topic. So if you want to finally win, niche down, stop being scared to lose and just take action. Uh, the book, I, I want the first copy, John. <laughs> it's yours, brother. You know, Sorry. you know, you know, I know, I know Michael Hyatt is on his way over to your place and he knows publishing. You're going to have to talk to him because they pretty much want you to have an audience, some loyalty, and you're going to have your work cut out for you, buddy. <laughs> Crossing my fingers. Hey, that's awesome to hear. I'm so, so grateful. You know, and in that, whether you want to save it for that book, but when I, when I hear that, you know, because we all in being in this segment of work that we are in deal with people who yeah, fear is such a big issue and failing is so difficult. But I know we got a lot of people out there that are hearing it going, yeah, you know, for me to fail, the stakes are higher. You know, I've got uh, these, this many kids and this mortgage and this debt and I'm, I'm paycheck to paycheck. It feels more critical. Just give, give, a, give a second to that, to those people who feel like they're going to discount themselves and say, you know, yeah, but failing for me hurts worse, John. What do I do? Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths, according to the EPA, 
the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and air doctor is just the best. Air doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. So, I mean, this is a tale as old as time. I mean, it's never the right time to have kids. But guess what? You have kids and you figure things out and things happen. Like, it it's never the right time. Yeah, it happens to everybody. I mean, listen, I'm 37 and I don't have kids yet, but I still am just like, it's not really the right time to have. It's like, it's not like I live in a huge house down here. Like I have a location, financial independence, but it's just like, it's never going to be the right time to have kids, to start a business, to, to go on that, you know, trip around the world. It's never going to be the perfect time. You just need to launch. And now I'm not a big believer in just rolling the die and, and, and just betting it all on one big throw. I love the side hustle, Kevin, Tom, I love people that are just willing to get up and work from five to 7 AM. And then from seven to 9 PM, and just make things happen on an incremental basis so they can figure things out while they're still being responsible and paying the bills and taking care of what they need to take care of. I was just fortunate. You know, when I launched EO Fire, I was 32, single. I had no debt because I was an army officer, so I had no college debt. I had some money in the bank because I spent 13 months in Iraq deployed. Like, I was in a fortunate, unique situation. I could throw the die because I had this long runway. Most people are not in that situation. So be responsible, but work hard grind, hustle, 5 to 7 a.m., 7 to 9 p.m. I mean, if you're going to watch the AFC Championship, you know, last night when we record this, go Patriots. I'm from New England. I love it. Guess what? 
if you are complaining about the fact that you can't start your new thing, but you watched that game last night, you don't want it bad enough. You skip that game, even if you are a Patriots fan, and you hustle and you do the side hustle until you start to see the revenue come in, until you start to see the dollars in the door, until you start to see a path where you can actually make this work, then you can make the jump. That makes it a lot more uh, manageable to make than just that blind leap of faith. Because believe me, I took that blind leap of faith, and I had a long runway and it was still scary. So I get the fear, but just do it in a responsible way and, and hustle, work hard. And if you really want it, you're going to make the time and you're going to make the effort and you're going to make it happen. Let me just say that, you know, I love the side hustle, but I want everybody listening to know that the side hustle is just not for this new job, this new career that you're going to start. You can incubate your own new career within side of your career. Yeah. Five to seven. I mean, let's say you like, uh, the general direction you're going in, but you don't like the speed it's happening or the group that you're working with or the results that you're getting. Man, you know, the dad used to say this, uh, what you do off the job is going to determine what you get paid on the job. Mm. If if your relationship at home is not going the way you want it to, make it a side hustle. Figure out from five to seven in the morning, how can I enrich this relationship? What can I do next? From seven to nine at night, is there is there a date night? Is there, you know, a, a new thing that we can go and experience together? It doesn't matter what it is. If something means enough to you and all you do is say nothing's standing in the way, you can make it happen. And, and when I was teaching uh, goal setting earlier this week, I realized that, you know, I, I teach the shortcut. I say there's three things that goal achievers do. They, they write it down in detail. They work on it every day and they have an accountability partner. And then the aha hit me, which is I'm leaving out the biggest one of all. And that's the mindset. And your why has got to be so big that it changes the mindset of the side hustle. If your why is big enough, five to seven, you don't have to set the alarm anymore. It just You just get up. There's nothing better than going the night dreaming about your dreams. <laughs> That's a good line. I yeah, a, I love that line. I may quote that. Actually, I'm going to quote that to myself, Tom. That's thank you Tom for that. Tom Ziegler. Yeah, that was a Tom Ziegler. Hey, to those folks out there who do have kids, I'll real quick just say as a, as a kid who grew up with a, an entrepreneurial dad who I saw fail in a big way. And now with a lot of my kids who have gone through failures and success, it's one of the best things that you'll do to grow their faith and belief. So do it. Hey, you said you've interviewed, did you say 1,600 people now, John? Yeah, I've actually interviewed about 1,660 people to date. I haven't released all those episodes because I stay ahead right. of the game, um, but I've interviewed over 1,660 people to date. Excellent. All right. So in looking at those folks, that's a lot of people to hear common threads. So when we're talking about inspiration, motivation, drive, if you just had to hit top of the list, what are some common threads that you have seen with so many of these people along the way? Well, something that we talked about last time I was on, which was about a year ago. So, I mean, I'll do a little refresher for people that might have listened. And of course, for those that haven't, the biggest commonality by a long shot was that successful entrepreneurs on my show knew how to set and accomplish goals, period. They were goal setters and accomplishers, which is exactly what led me to the inspiration of launching the Freedom Journal last January of 2016, which just struck a nerve with people. And in 33 days, we did $453,000 on a journal that just said, hey, this is how you accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. To date, we're over 18,000 copies sold because this is a real commonality that successful entrepreneurs possess that people who struggle, they struggle with this exact same thing. So that's number one. Number two, successful entrepreneurs 
they understand, they know, and they can identify their strengths. And their strengths aren't that many, by the way. What they do also is they can identify their weaknesses, which if they're like me, they're very honest that their weaknesses are many. And and if they had to write a book about their weaknesses, it would be about a thousand pages. That's just the reality of humans. But they know their strengths. And if those strengths, those strengths will be, by the way, few but mighty. Like I look at my strengths. I really, I really only think I have three major strengths, productivity, discipline, and focus. Those are my three greatest strengths. So I hone my skills on those things. I've mastered those skills and I use them every single day to my advantage. I don't try to win in areas that I'm poor at, like attention to detail. I'm never going to win that game. Um, Certain kinds of organization, repetitive tasks. I'm not going to win if I play those games. So I play on the field that I can win at, and that is being productive intraday, being disciplined to a plan, executing that plan, being focused, following one course until success, and then moving on to that next thing. That's what real entrepreneurs that are, that are finding success do. They find their strengths, they amplify those, they double down on them, they know all about goals, they set them, they accomplish them, they make things happen. It's not rocket science, it's just knowing those few things that if you just twist them the right way, are going to make your business and your life a success. Those three things, productivity, discipline, and focus. I just this, this epiphany came to mind. If you did a journal called the mastery journal and, yeah. and, and helped us with those, it would be really great, John. Um, I'm going to pay you an affiliate. If I ever make that journal, I'm going to pay you an affiliate on that. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to hit, I, I do want to ask specifically on, on those areas and kind of sure. drill down a couple questions. Um, but, and I actually had a question prepared for you, but you already talked about it even within podcasters paradise. Cause I was going to ask, you know, with those folks, and I know we see people who, who, uh, and I don't want to say it in a negative way, but they're almost junkies of content and bringing this in yet. They don't yeah. do anything. And you talked a minute ago about, Hey, even if you are a big Patriots fan, if you want it bad enough, you will skip it. Do you ultimately see that with the, with the C S E A of people who don't ever take the initiative, they don't ever make that first step. Is that where the, the crux is that there's some reason they don't want it enough. And of course, my wondering is with the folks who you've interviewed the 1600, 1660, they, they did. Where did that come from? What causes that? John has a really insightful answer for us right after I thank a supporter of today's episode, Princess Cruise Lines. Check this out. According to a recent poll done by the Huffington Post, more than half of Americans took seven or fewer vacation days last year, which folks, I understand, but we also know how vacation and time outside of the grind of your life, even if it's a great grind is so important in reducing stress, improving mental health and strengthening your relationships. So make this your different, take some time off for yourself with princess cruise lines amongst cruise lines. They were voted to have the best itineraries. Princess cruises are an easy, convenient way to travel and can take you wherever there's an ocean. So whether you're dreaming of whale watching in Juneau or dancing the tango amidst the colorful streets of Buenos Aires, there's a destination for you right now. They're having a princess cruise anniversary sale and you can get up to $600 in free onboard spending money that you can use to sip wines you can't pronounce or go cage diving or unwind at the Lotus Spa. It's a prime time to take your next vacation on a Princess Cruise. So visit Princess 
princess.com slash Ziggler for more details. Now, again, that's princess.com slash Ziggler. So I think you need to look at your life in general as a scale. And that scale on one side, that is going to be producing content. And on the other side is consuming content. And that scale can only be 100 and zero and then all the way to 50-50 and then 100-0 the other way, you have to realize that there's always going to be that balance. So when I launched EO Fire back in the day, it was me going at 10% producing content, 90% consuming content. I was spending the vast majority of my day consuming content, trying to learn, trying to figure things out, trying to become a better entrepreneur. And then 10% of my time, I was spending producing content as my business progressed and as I learned and as I added more skills and knowledge to my arsenal, that scale started to slowly tip the other way where I went to like 30% producing, 70% consuming. Then I got to 50-50. Today, you know, four and a half, almost five years later, I'm at about like 92% producing content, 8% consuming content. Now I'll tell you, I'm never going to get to 100-0. I don't think that anybody should because I want to stay on my A-game. I listen to people like Gary Vaynerchuk, not that I believe in and agree with everything that he says, but I definitely learn certain things from him and from other great entrepreneurs. I love consuming content to stay sharp, but the vast, vast majority of my time is producing content. So look at your life as, number one, a scale, but number two, as a season. Like, what season in your business are you? My season one was about mostly consuming content so that I could take my knowledge and skills to the next level. Season two, season three, it started to even more out. Now I'm in season five. It's almost all producing, but it's always going to be a part consuming. So that's the scale that I look at, and I make sure on a day-to-day basis that I'm right around where I want to be, that 90 92% producing content. Excellent. Hey, the mastery journal that we're going to talk about real quick and hit some details on, I have one question that is out of sheer curiosity in regards to your prior journal, the Freedom Journal on goals. Uh, that was the interview that we did. With that, where did you ultimately see or get testimony or, or experience the most value? And I know it was a lot on all different sides and some other sides as well, but in the aspect of, hey, folks got it, and it actually did help them achieve the goals that they had already clarified but they weren't achieving, or over here, actually it really just helped a lot of people for the first time ever create a goal and put it down. Was it a scale on there? What are you looking at? So what I will say to that is the Freedom Journal won because it is the accountability partner that won't let you fail. And the thing that people found most helpful was in some ways the smallest part of the journal, but small but mighty. Every single day when you start, you start on day 100, then day two is 99, day three is 98. It says, in 98 days I will, in 71 days I will. Every single day when you woke up, the first thing that you wrote down was you repeating your number one goal and you seeing that countdown happening. That kept people so much more mentally focused than they ever were before because what always happens, you get excited about a goal, you set it, a week happens and you're crushing it. You got the, mo- you got the momentum going and then life takes over. You know, a little trip, a little vacation, a little this. It's hard to get back into the flow and then weeks go by without you even realizing it. You're like, what happened? You can't do that with the Freedom Journal. Now, I'm not saying the Freedom Journal is meant to be 100 consecutive days, but you always know where you are. So if you are at day 85 and you're writing down, in 85 days, I will, whatever that number one goal is, then you go on a four-day vacation. You come back, 
it's day 82, you're right back at it. In 82 days, I will, and then you write that out. So you have 100 working days to accomplish that number one goal. And that was a small, very tiny, but such an important factor that just kept people in tune, aligned, and they never lost momentum because of it. Excellent. Uh, I do have an admission. I did not work through the Freedom Journal that you sent me, uh, autographed even, because as soon as it came in and I opened it up, my wife looked and she said, oh, I'm taking that. You're going to have to get another one. So uh, there's, there's my testimony. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me I would have mailed you another one immediately? <laughs> well, I, was, I, was, uh, I was proud. I was stoked. Well, hey, so the three focal points that we talked about just a minute ago, from the Mastery Journal. So productivity, number one, success. This is your definition. Productivity, successfully completing sequential steps in a timely manner that brings you closer to accomplishing a task, project, or goal that you've set. So real quick, what is the chief enemy that you see of most people's productivity? The chief enemy is that people produce content, but they produce the wrong content. If you're going to be productive if you're going to be efficient, that's all well and good. But if you're being productive and efficient on the wrong things, you're still going to lose. You need to make sure that you are producing the right content on a day-to-day basis. That is true productivity. That is what I just insist to train you and to master you upon within the Mastery Journal. Okay. All right, discipline. And you say being able to stay on task and still make progress even when you're feeling unmotivated, distracted, or discouraged. Okay, this one may not be quite as quick. And, and Tom, I'm curious about you as well, your feelings on that. So for so many years, I've had people comment to me about my own discipline. Oh, Kevin, I got, you know, you're so disciplined, all these kids and the businesses and, and the working out and the whatever. Uh, and it's a compliment, though, that I have actually struggled with, not from a lack of confidence in myself, but I don't feel so Discipline. I usually look at what I'm not doing well, that I'm slacking somewhat. Uh, but the only reason I do the things that look like discipline is I wake up in the morning with desires. Kind of like you, uh, Tom, I go to sleep to dream about my dreams. And in the morning, I just have desire. And so I get up and it doesn't feel like I'm really you know, disciplined. So I'm curious of your perspective and experience. Do you find that people more often will finally say, okay, I'm, I'm going to commit. I'm going to be disciplined or that they, they just find a big enough. Why back to that motive. Do they want it big enough or bad enough? Or do you find that? And then they by proxy become, you know, quote disciplined. Tom, do you want to start on this? Do you want me to hit this? Oh, up? go for it. You take the low hanging fruit. <laughs> so I'll take the low hanging fruit. I'm going to leave Tom with just those nuggets of wisdom that he's going to be dropping on us. But you know, for me, from what all you said, Kevin, I like to take the word, just like we do with productivity and produce, the word discipline with disciple. That is key. And if you are able and willing to be a disciple to your plan of action, setting that plan and then executing upon that plan, you are going to be a disciplined individual. So that, to me, Hmm. is the core of what discipline is intraday, setting setting that dedicated plan, that disciplined, dedicated plan, executing upon that plan. You are disciplined. So, Tom. I'll let you take to the next level. All right. I love that. Uh, that adds to my aha moment. So <laughs> uh, the, you know, discipline, another way to say that is doing what you need to do when you need to do it so you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. So discipline is doing the need when you need. And I've, you know, you mentioned the word incrementalism earlier, and I really believe that finely tuned discipline isn't saying, hey, you know what, tomorrow morning, Uh, For the first hour, I'm going to work on my project. 
I believe it's more like from tomorrow morning for the first hour, I'm going to accomplish these 12 things in my project. So you get that that kind of that measurable feedback that says, wow, man, I'm, I'm making this happen. I'm doing it. And what I see <clears throat> is a lot of good intentions. I'm going to lose weight. I, I, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to launch this new business. And then the detailed plan never happens. And so discipline to me is knowing that it's worth it so much that you're going to take the time to do the detailed plan and nothing's going to keep you out of the zone to get those little things done. My life has changed dramatically since I've taken the the, the fungible thing. Hey, did you get a lot done today? Oh, yeah, I spent a whole hour on my plan. Now, when they say, did you get a lot of work done today? I can say, yeah, I got A, B, C, D, E, F, and G done on my plan. So. Love it. Love it. All right. Hey, there's discipline, which I like that, disciple. Okay, so number three, focus. Following one course until success and remaining uh, until success and remaining distraction free in the process. And I'll admit that that's an area that I struggle with. <laughs> it's caused me anxiety, so many things to pursue, so much opportunity and, and so much weighing on some of the decisions to take that uh, what you say there and to focus. It feels like it. And I want your take on it, John. It feels like it takes also a measure of faith. So for me, and you nailed it with that follow one course until success, that is my acronym that I love to use day in, day out, because the reality is this. We live in this world, Kevin, that you just shared, that you experience it. I experience it on a day-to-day basis. Weapons of mass distraction are everywhere. That bright, shiny object syndrome, it will take you down. If you let it, you just can't let it. And so if you are committed to focus, and this is where the mastery journal really comes in, I'm not asking you to to cut out your distractions for three, five, seven hours for a full day because that's just not tenable. I have these focus sessions, which I recommend anywhere from 35 to 45 minutes using the Pomodoro technique that you settle in and focus on one thing. And then after that focus session, you move into your refresh time where you reward yourself by going on Facebook or maybe checking your email or going for a quick walk outside, wherever that might be for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Like you take that refresh break before you dive back into focus because focus takes a lot of energy and bandwidth. If you're going to win in the focus game, it's going to be in small but meaningful chunks. That's where you're going to win. That's where every day I have four focus sessions and I win the focus game. Excellent. All right. Well, folks, again, the Mastery Journal, obviously something you need to go get now. We've given you the links for that. Uh, And I'll tell you, as of this recording, it's the first day that John launched the Kickstarter program. And already in a short amount of hours, boom, went right past the initial goal. So congratulations, John. Thank you. I'm fired up. Yeah, yeah, of course you're. All right. The last, last question. And it was actually out of a curiosity of mine, as we talked about focus and, and for me specifically, something that's hard, so much opportunity, so many things to do to focus on one thing or even one business is sometimes difficult. Uh, and so with that, you are exposed to a dramatic amount. We have no idea, especially being involved with so many entrepreneurs. And I thought, Hmm, just a curiosity. If you had to drop EO fire, Completely. Okay. Got offered a billion dollars for it. Or if it's not even worth giving up for that, you, you were, you were restricted from it. Can't do it anymore. Can't compete against it. Got to start a new endeavor. What would it be? 
It's interesting. And this is a passion of mine. I would go towards passion. You know, now that I've had a big success with business and I've been able to, you know, financially set myself up for the foreseeable future, um, a passion that I do have is travel. And so something that Kate and I have been playing around with that we might be doing at some point in the future is a business that we have called Cities by Sounds, where we would go and live in the world's greatest cities like Paris, Rome, uh, Munich, like you name it. And we're talking like two, three months at a time. We would explore the cities, get to know them incredibly well and create five to six amazing audio walking tours of these cities that we would then, you know, put up on to our website, Cities by Sound, and let other people enjoy them. Because to me, I love travel. That's always um, amplified my travel. And, you know, if we were to move into another area that was to be completely different from Entrepreneur on Fire and to not compete with it, I probably would move into that space. And I think I'd really enjoy it. I dig it. All right. Well, I was, I, I was just really curious. So thanks. But hey, John, <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for putting your art out there and bringing us uh, first the Freedom Journal and now the Mastery Journal. And I will continue to work through it. Obviously, I worked through it some in getting ready for this interview, but uh, I will now get the full deal and digest yes. it. I'll probably just get two so that when my wife takes the first one, <laughs> I've got one to land on. Uh, so brother, well, Kevin, make sure you send me your address. I'm going to send you a freedom journal in the mail today <laughs> right. signed as well. And I, I just want to say thank you both Tom and Kevin for having me back on the show. Your audience is amazing for obvious reasons. And this mastery journal, I really do believe is my best work. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of it. So if anybody wants to learn more about the mastery journal, the Kickstarter campaign goes until February 24th of 2017. And you can learn more at themasteryjournal.com or after February 24th, that same URL will take you to the website where you can learn more as well. So themasteryjournal.com. Thanks guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John folks. Thanks for being here where we can walk out our true performance together. <laughs>